This podcast contains adult language. DigitalDarren.com. Today is March 20th, 2016. NBA season in full effect. It's almost over, and we apologize because we didn't do a season Christmas preview like we normally do. This podcast today is going to be NBA. We talked Falcons extensively. We haven't had a chance to talk about the Hawks, so today I got Calhoun, Sam D with me. We're going to talk about the Hawks. Real quick well, thoughts on NBA. We're going to talk basketball until we have our... You know, ex- expert on the scene here. Next Sam and D. We couldn't talk until we got the expert Sam here. So that's why it took us so long. <clears throat> Secondly, if you're not watching Golden State, I don't know what you're doing with your life, but you're missing out. Yeah, we're going to do a podcast when the playoffs roll around. Basically, it's going to be like Golden State versus the field. Who would you take with your life on the line? I'll, we'll finish up with Sam and D. I agree with you. I think. Golden State, I think a team that's not getting a proper head is San Antonio. Everybody's just like, wow, 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 wow. What Golden State doing? San Antonio is pretty much step for step with them, maybe one step behind, and they aren't getting enough head that they deserve. And come back on the flip side, the home team, the Hawks. The Hawks are really – all of us are from Atlanta, so we know the Hawks normally typically throw out some bullshit the next year. So they had such a great little last year. This year they would have been like an AC fighting for the playoff spot. No, nah, they right back where they need to be or whatever. And I know, you know, man, we'll probably talk about it earlier. They didn't do some of the moves Calhoun wanted them to do, but you know, they they are in a good position yeah. to make a move. And with that well, being said, for a while though, the city was on their ass after the the slow start and the and the bullshit in the draft. The city was on their ass, and it's not just you know we was talking every day about it because, like I had said, after watching the debacle last year. I didn't think like, hmm, you know what to make this team better? Tiago Splitter and Tim Hardaway Jr. But they're making it work. Well, I, I think we could agree that Tiago Splitter was a total bust. Pop fucked us over with that one. He knew what we was going to get in the Splitter. Nah, Bud fucked us over that one, trying to help Pop out. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what he did. That's what pissed me off about the move. They're already ready. Yeah. They already knew the move. San Antonio already was on the right track. We need to get on the right track. And Lamarcus Aldridge is one of the guys we should have been trying to proposition him. And I mean proposition with everything from hoes to booze or whatever. But we helped them clear cap space to get him. We ain't gonna get we ain't gonna get no superstar. Who we're gonna bring him down? Unless I disagree with that. I think unless that like, we get him in the draft. I disagree. So that's but we'll never get him in the draft with this keep eight years straight going to the playoffs and not getting that out of it. We gotta get somebody that fly through the radar, but as far as a superstar coming to Atlanta. Like let's, I said, you got, you damn near got to throw the whole franchise out. So let's stop on that point right there. One, I disagree because I think, A, you being in the position the Hawks in, you can't throw the whole franchise at them. Who the, fuck's got, who the fuck the Hawks got that you could just say no to a day for Kevin Durant? Let's say Kevin Durant, Westbrook. I actually think they should go after Westbrook and get after this. Give him his own team. Give him the keys to Atlanta, period. You know what I'm saying? That's just what I think. But. The Hawks don't have the tradition. They don't have the personnel. They don't have to tell a real superstar. They don't have enough to tell him no to anything, right? I mean, yeah, but the problem is we're not never, we're never going after them. That's the biggest problem. Like, 
I don't care if we're not going to get them. You put your name in them. You let your name consistently be one of the teams who's seeking after one of these guys. I, 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 I wouldn't say that. I, I say we, we make efforts, but they're lost efforts. Efforts like, like what? Shit, we done, we done been out there every damn uh, superstar that's out there. Who? We went after Dwight Howard. We oh, we didn't. Man, we done been after Dwight. We that was been a, after, when? Uh, you talking about recently? Yeah. But we finna tie these two points together because they, they all circled into one big point. But we just go after them just to go after them. We know we're not going to get them. See, so that's going to what you were saying. They give half-ass efforts. So they, they may put their name in the hat. So that, like somebody like the White House who really would like to come home. In another podcast, you said they may have just took him to the Sears a little whatever. And yeah, they didn't really court him right up. That was the <coughs> first time, like before he went to the Lakers. Yeah, so I'm like saying. This last time, he's not worth even getting down here. Exactly, but I think the Hawks do do that. Because, like, remember, LeBron, they had a, a whole day where they were talking about LeBron might come to the Hawks on Sports Center. That was like two, th- two years ago, whatever. But I think somebody made a good point. The Hawks don't, they give a half ass effort a lot. But I think that one of the things they could sell is basically. You could be the king of a black young city, and they don't do that. Maybe because maybe white people don't see it, but Atlanta's a black mecca, damn near black paradise almost. Especially and to be able to say that to young black men is something that they don't do. A radio announcer said it best, and that's what's so crazy about all the sports teams. We're focusing on the Hawks. Every big time athletes damn near have a house here, so why we can't give them to play here? They all come here, and they all chill here. They vacation here. They got some here. They all come here. So why we can't land them? You got to throw the whole franchise. You damn, they got to give them Dominique. Give every fucking body on the staff. Just, just bring them here. But you want to do that for Kevin Durant? There's no owner willing to give all that up. Well, I'm asking you, Hawks fan, avid Hawks fan. We all are, but Sam D, you, you, you go to all the games, everything for a Kevin Durant. You want to give him the keys to the franchise? So we're going to have Kevin Durant, and who's who going to be the, the other four players? That's my question. I don't know, but you can have the mindset we can start with Kevin Durant and go from there. That's that's ground zero all over. Let me back up. We use Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant and East get you to the Eastern Conference Finals. we talking about Kevin Durant by himself. I think Hawks Kevin Durant makes you to the playoffs. He gets you to the Eastern Conference I'm talking about Kevin Durant by himself. He can get you to the, the playoffs Hawks by himself. They're going to have to trade at least four players. No, he's a free agent. He'll be a free agent. Him and Westbrook are free agents. Everybody have no money. No, everybody the cap have no, The cap going up so high. This everybody get <coughs> two max players with the cap. The way the cap going up, dude. They the probably to resign Horford. I would sign him to max money. Who, who you gonna replace him with? I was. I would have traded him. Who? I mean, and get a, a legit seven footer. You already got Millsap. You have two power forwards. All right. Well, I, I can see Horford walking, but then you still got to replace him. And then, like, if if you sign another max player. Because I think Millsap contract is going to be over in like another two years. Yeah, he just uh, he only signed a three-year deal. So one of them have to walk. Here's the thing. You know where you're going with them. They're not going to get you there. Yeah. But see, everything. I, so that's to, the thing. To me, you, it's, it's all a risk. You said it best. The danger here is in the NBA, if you're not winning, what do you usually say? You need to be losing. If you're not you winning, you need to be losing. Yeah. Keep getting in the middle of the pack going to the playoff. We'll never get a game-changer player in the draft. Because we're never picking a lottery. And our scouting department is not good enough to get a Jimmy Butler in the second round. And the problem with the Hawks is that, you know, minus Hardaway, we're not really young. And so we got older. So we used to be one of the youngest teams in the league. But, you know, that changes the dynamics. Yeah, that changes a lot. But, like, we're no, like, Sam is right. Now we're one of the oldest teams. We, we haven't. 
But see, uh, the thing is with some of the picks, like for example, the Hardaway uh, situation, we was like, you know, what the fuck? Like we we could have got a young t- talent, unproven talent. The, the but look at what Hardaway's doing now. Hardaway's young talent. What's this? His third year in the league, yeah. if that. No, but he's he's been a proven scorer. No, this that shit's third year because we it's, with it's the third year. He came out the same year with Schroeder. Yeah. So Schroeder and him was like our young talent. Yeah. And Baysmore. Did that move the needle for you? That moved the needle for him, man. And that's an honor. But it goes back to your point. We'll be picking in the middle. So who you can get at number twenty? Is he gonna be better than Hardaway? I mean. Possibly at the pit that we were at. I mean, they had the kid nah, that we picked. It, it wasn't gonna be done. That's the kid the, uh, we picked. The kid that went to Washington. Uh, what did they catch? Ubre. I mean, we don't know what it'll be. The thing is, in the he system, here's the beauty of that system that they in. You had a green light in the Hawk system. You can shine. So if you had any game, you can shine. Think about what Paul Millsap was. Paul Millsap was a nobody. I wouldn't say that. I would. He just yeah, played he for was, Utah. And he was deep in the bench. But he wasn't no nobody. If you watch this game, you know Paul could ball. Nah, if you watch if you watch Utah Day, Paul Millsot didn't stand out more than Al Jefferson. Derek Favors took his spot. AK-47. He didn't stand out at all. That's why they got rid of him. He nah, didn't we, stand out. We talking about superstars. I think that's what the good scouting did as far as Millsot. Okay, so you saying Millsot may not be a superstar. He's a... Stop. No, I, I mean, I knew from watching Millsap he could hoop. You okay? So I think y'all have a varying opinion. He on said Millsap was like a squirrel. Millsap was a squirrel. Nah, he, he just never got the. He just never got the shot. He was behind, like you said, Al Jefferson. And, but before and, he went to Utah, when he went to Orlando, nah. What was Paul before he went to Utah? Wasn't it Portland or something? It was something about Everyone, where he was trash. Here's the thing with the, with the Hawks. With the Hawks, you can go to the All Star game. With the Hawks, we're going to let you shine. You said the best. He can't hit a clutch shot and save his life. Look at the Hawks now. Everyone get the green light. Darren Schroeder coming off the bench some days and just jack up, Lord have mercy, and pray it goes in. Jeff T just take a bad seat. With the Hawks, everything has to go. We send a journeyman like Kyle Corbett to the All-Star game right now. We send someone like DeMar Carroll got a $15 million contract with, with Toronto. Stop right there. Let's use his name. Do you think, Sam, do you think the house missing DeMar Carroll? I don't think so. Okay. Because last year he was actually a catalyst for us. He actually. No, he actually balled out in the playoffs. Especially in the playoffs, yeah. he stepped yeah, up. Yeah, he, he stepped up real well. And so maybe he was doing that to get a contract uh, this year. It don't seem like they he missed the beat. He was the heart of the team. He been hurt a lot, too. He been hurt with Toronto. But that goes back to my point of with the Hawks, you can look like that. And I think that's the thing, especially in this system that Bud runs. So to I, me, that's okay. That's an awesome ass system. Oh, it is. That's why I was we was pissed when he stopped running in the playoffs. Is that a a, a good bad? So like we're good enough to be we're good enough to annoy somebody, but not really a threat to beat them. And we always stay at this middle ground or whatever, never being a real threat to win the championship, but never being bad enough that we can become a good th- a threat to win the championship. How do y'all feel about that? Well, I well, with the Hawks, I always think uh, in the city of Atlanta, it's, it's, it's two type of fans. It's a fan that's always going to want a superstar, and then it's the fan that actually loves the type of ball that they play without a superstar. So that's always going to be the clash between the Hawks. And I'm the fan that likes 
them the way they are. Like I, I could care less about a superstar. But like you said, the truth of the matter is they're always a player or two away from reaching that that full potential where you can actually see them winning the championship. Like as great as they've been playing now, you kind of be like, okay, when it gets to a seven game series, they kind of need somebody that the refs will blow the whistle for. And that's the point I was going to say. So like the NBA is kind of the most. It's a business and we're fucked when it comes to. Exactly. So like it's the ones where you see the stars and like more so seeing the stars. The, ref, the officials have more of an impact on the NBA game than any other sport. Stars get calls. Like it or not, stars yeah. get calls. And so I think the good thing about the East is that minus LeBron, nobody else had, has the team or a star that the Hawks can't beat. The problem is when you get to LeBron, to your point, do they have enough? They're playing five on eight, right? So the three yeah. officials are going to be yeah. for LeBron. So how do you counter that then? You basically got to hit all your damn shots because that's the only way the refs can't, can't uh, blow the game for you. But other than that, like, it's a seven-game series, so you're liable to have games where your shot ain't falling. And when that's the case, when LeBron can easily take over. So let's flip it then and look at it from an ownership standpoint. All right, let me get in on that right now. Both of y'all saying make valid points, and it's true. You've seen it even last night in some of the calls he was going doing against Kawhi. When uh, Mark Jackson was like, he's gonna have, he's too big of a star to not get these calls, and they said it's just like that. He's gonna have to start getting somebody called. He need to start, in essence, bitching up, start yeah. bitching about the way they call the game because they were fucking him in the car. So, what y'all saying about the ref is key. Here's the biggest problem to me: not just referee, because referees isn't you could they in the game, but you could take them out. At some point, all this money ball bullshit that all these teams doing. You said the best fans. Some fans want to start. Some fans are my team. All fans, if you win it, is rolling. And the problem is, on either one, because we had Joe Johnson, the niggas still hate Joe Johnson. I like Joe Johnson. Joe want to start like that. Joe, Go ahead. <clears throat> that's another discussion. Here's the thing. If you're not winning, it's the same results. It's the same thing. So if you have a system and you're not winning, it's the same thing. At some point, skill, talent takes over. And that's what we don't have. We don't have, a, we don't have no hellified talent. We got a few skilled players. We got a couple of decent players. We ain't got no good, great talent. But you okay, what offline, one of the teams you love to suck off is Detroit Pistons with Larry Brown. That 4 Pistons. You know what they were? They was at the system that Sam just speaking of. So there wasn't no superstar. You had a team full of journeymen. The only one you really knew was Rasheed Wallace. But what that system did, it tailored to all of them to where whoever run up against them, they had problems with it. So the Hawks don't have that type of system? No. Nah. And that's the problem. Now, they may not have the cog to fit in it. You know what I mean? Like, Bud might have a system, but it might not be as good. Like, Detroit, like it or not, was... The players that they had was damn good at what they did. Yeah. Charles Bill was damn good at hitting that clutch three. Rip Hamilton was damn good at running off them screens. You know, Brashid, uh, Big Ben was damn good at blocking shots. Tayshawn Prince was damn good at Benny Tilden, man. She Wallace was damn good at what they did. So everybody was damn good at what they did. We don't have damn good at what they do. Hell, T is losing his job night in and night out to Schroeder. 
I mean, I, I I think the Hawks they one of their issues they 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 are they're a nice guy team. Yeah. They don't got nobody that's gonna throw an elbow in the paint nope. or, or knock you on your ass if you try to dunk on them. A bitch to the refs about to call or well, who could bitch to the refs and get a call? Well, just when some of them calls that go on, go the fuck off. Get get a text. And then they'll send the message after the game, shoot at the rail. You know what I'm saying? And you get the ten thousand dollar fine, but you making your point. You yeah. make sure the ref seeing something. You were making sure everybody sees shit. You know what I'm saying? But you can't just Nah, they don't move the needle. Like right now, as a Hawks fan, all three, I ask Sam first. Now I'm gonna ask you. I ask you first. He's a diehard. Are the Hawks gonna win the finals this year? No. Hawks gonna win the finals this year. Damn right they will. And I'm gonna be sitting right there. You gotta love it. No, they're not. <laughs> no, I would love it. The city's in need of a parade. Hawks not bringing it. The dream probably bring it. Not the Hawks. We talk about this offline. I think basketball is the clearest path to where you are to where you could be. I think you can see it because there's few players on the court. Baseball is pitchers hitting. So, like, you got to have a gang of pitchers or a gang of hitting to win. Football, we we all look at the Falcons. Falcons, if it's 22 players you need to win the Super Bowl, the Falcons are 20 players away. You know what I'm saying? Basketball is only five, maybe six or seven players. Five or six or seven people, and you can win. And if you got three, one, you can take LeBron off any team, put him on any other team, they become a championship contender. So is in basketball, it's a clearer path to that. What path do the Hawks need to go to get to to, to the championship? Because you said no. I said no. Sam said yes. And Sam already earlier said he likes the way they're set up as a team without superstars. Who The good part is anybody can win the game for you. The bad part is that you don't know who's going to win the game for you. So, this may be a question, Sam. You can chime in, too. What do the Hawks need to get to that point? You said the best thing. Rebuild mode don't know it. Between our Hope and Paul Millside, I only let one of them go. And I would have got a legit seven-footer now. And we need a wing player. We need a wing as bad as wing stop. Let me ask you this. Why do you keep saying seven-foot when we looking at highlights at Golden State playing right now? They very rarely use a seven foot. Golden State is the only team that can pull that off. And you notice that because every team that plays them and try to play their game, they get demolished. I think Cleveland's going to go that route, too. I think Cleveland will quit using their seven footers. And that would be the worst thing they could do. You've seen in the, in the uh, playoffs in the championship game last year, Moscow had his breakout game. They won that game, and they gave, they gave Golden State hell. The next game, though, Blatch set him down, and Golden State went back off. You got to do just like San Antonio did last night. You got to use your seven-footer the right way. But that small ball shit to me is the same way people are saying about the passing in the NFL. Defense <coughs> and a good run game get you the championship, not throwing the ball five, 50 times. So you saying the house needs a seven-footer? Get a seven-footer in the wing. We got we – have, we have good guard play. They traded Sheldon Mack, who now starts for Utah. So it moves three deep. You can still get rid of trade one of our two, uh, one of the two that we have now, Schroeder or T, and get something else. That old, that trade with that boy they was talking about with the Magic, where it was rumored around a little bit, that would have been perfect. But between the two and the three, we need one. Who's Tobias Harris? Mm-mm. The 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 two. Oh, Oladipo. Oladipo. That would have been a good trade. That would have been a hell of a good trade. So let me ask you this. And you said the best. Even get someone like Jamel McGee. 
Yeah, you can get a seven footer. Larry Sanders, you can get one of these guys who've been troubled but talented. But what we can't do, I think, is a big problem. Y'all saying wrong, but if you give Al Horford mass money, to me, that's worse than giving Joe Johnson mass money. And one of the reasons why you know where Al Horford's getting you, we're not going over Al Horford. And now we're going to pay him an older Al Horford. I think you said a key point. I think the Hawks need more wings than wing stop. I think this is a league that is dominated by great wing play. You have to have great wing play. And the Hawks are one of the few teams who have no wing play. To win a championship, you have to have good wing play. Today's NBA, that's point blank period. You have to, just like in the NFL, you have to defend the pass and pay, right. be able to pass. But Kent Bay is more Kyle Corver. Kent Bay is more Kyle Corver. I like Bay's more. I think he's one. I if I were building the team from the house, he would be one of the few players who stayed I on my team. Tim Hardaway, between but, Tim Hardaway, Kent uh, Bazemore, and Kyle Corver, how that move you need him? Well, truth be told, the Hawks are really only got one pure shooter on the team. Cool. Kyle. So they need at least one. It would be nice to have three. So, like, you said that, and this won't happen, but like a Clay Thompson. Somebody, yeah, definitely. You throw the bank at somebody like that, and you just see what happened, right? I mean, I'm just throwing out of a hypothetical name. Two-way player. Yo, you th- like players like that. And Jimmy Butler has, he like Russell Westbrook. He wants it, right? So some of that stuff you can't play. But let's go on and do this. We're going to do a little rap, rapid fire because we all. What y'all, What you think the Hawks need? You think they good with what they got? Uh, I definitely feel they can use a, a seven-footer. Like a legit big body that could, because they definitely is lacking in the rebounding department, and uh, it's been games where they have to t- damn it, the whole team don't even box out. You know what I'm saying? It's, I feel as though they need like a presence in the paint that lets the other team know that whatever you're thinking, you want you might want to think twice about it. And uh, like I said, a wing, a wing, a seven footer, but these are things that you say we could pick up. In the off season, uh, it's we don't need no superstar seven footer. Nah, it, well, ain't that many of those anyway. I agree. With you. We don't need a superstar seven footer. We, we just, just need, need one to do that. Yo. And guess what? That what you just said. It makes them tougher. Yeah. You have someone who can get a little yeah. grimy in there. And <laughs> who's filling that role for us now and doing the good is Chris Hunt first. Perfectly. He's what we need, but we need another one of those. Like if Tiago Spitter were giving us fifty percent of that, and Chris Humphries would have came. That would solve a lot of the, that would solve a good amount of the house problems. Like seven footer that couldn't hit a fucking layup. I agree with you on both points. I would like to have a superstar, but if you don't, there are paths to a championship with and without a superstar. Of course, of course. And but you have to have again. Like you have to have the right personnel. Your personnel has to be on point. And the house have. If it was building, if it was a scale of one to ten, ten being you a champ, a real championship contender. Uh, with what they have now, the house are solid six or seven. They need pieces, but they're they're on the right end of. I say five. We got two positions that's great, that's heavy. The other ones are iffy. Mm-hmm. Right, we got power forward and we got point guard. I think Kyle is good enough. I think Kyle could start on the championship team. Nah, I don't think so. I think Kyle can come off the bench on the championship. He can start on a shoot. We if he starts, we need another dynamic wing. We need a better base more. Definitely a better base. Kyle can play See, on the championship on the team. Side of that, I like to have Bazemore, who's an athletic defender who can get your points. Then and have Kyle coming off the bench. Well, that's that's, dynamic. that's fine. Uh, all I'm saying is, you know, there you can win with both ways. And I think that 
I think that the house this way is really close or whatever. So we've been talking 25 minutes. And, you know, I wanted to wrap up because we're 70 games into the season. Just want to get some quick five thoughts about who would, and then we'll wrap up and get out of there. Who been MVP of the house this year? Millsap. Man, you have to know Millsap. I, I just wish he was clutch because Millsap and damn near blew every game that came down to his hands in the last few seconds of the last shot this season. I could count at least about four or five of them. Like, Millsap was clutch. He gets an A plus, whereas a not, he gets an A. I said Millsap too loud. You said it best. He, the Hawks let you. If you come out here saying I'm gonna do what the fuck I want to do, ain't nobody in Atlanta gonna stop you. And so that's what Millsap is basically the clear cut case of I'm gonna do what the fuck I want to do. Mm-hmm. I think he do too much with Actually, me personally, I mean, but on that team, who was you know they de- they defer. I don't think he will. Oh, I think he will. I, most of the shots I seen him take was actually good shots. You think he do some it, it, it ain't been too many times. I'd be like, what the fuck was that? And just because I don't have nobody else, yeah. he was a better option. Right. You know, I, I don't say what the fuck is that when he wills. Yeah. But I think he take. He, he he wills a bit. Let me ask you this. Who's been the most disappointing player? I would have to say Kyle for one. But that's... Not recently. He he actually gotten better for say this past month. But Kyle, uh, I I could say Kyle and Bazemore. But what what much did I expect out of Bazemore? You see what I'm saying? I actually gonna go the opposite way with Bazemore, and I will say that for later. I was gonna say Kyle and Jeff T. I expect a lot more out of Jeff T. When when stars come in town. Like your Steph Curry's and your Russ Westbrook, Jeff T at like an animal. See, I'm, I'm not disappointed because I'm used to that shit. He balls out. He play lockdown D. He go tick for tat for with him. Oh, and everybody else, he be on the bench because he don't play. He fucking around. He's so inconsistent. You so, said what I was gonna say. I'm gonna say T, and I'm gonna say for the exact same reason. In the league dominated by point guards, me and Mister Mob. Rested. So we did a podcast that then dropped last year where we ranked pod on um, point guards. Teague was in the top twelve or something. Like Teague actually, if he came with any consistency, Teague would definitely be a he's top. Good. He's a top he ten point guard awesome. with any consistency. And so, if he was consistent, the house wouldn't need a lot of this stuff we were saying because Teague would be the Russell Westbrook. The, he would be the yeah. score option we needed. He would be the one who took control of the game, and we like he got the calls. And he, yeah, and he can get it the ain't nobody going to stand in front of him. Exactly. And then point guards in today's world, they just get looked at more. So he could be a lot of the missing parts we talk about from the wing that the Hawks don't have. He just don't have it in him. That's that Joe Johnson syndrome. Yeah. So for me, T would be disappointed. I want to just say about Bazemore. I think Bazemore has been the most improved. I just want to spend that time. I thought Bazemore has been – he's improved his jumper. He's playing under more control. He's actually been – Probably the brightest spot for the Hawks for me this year. Because, you know what I'm saying, coming from where he was last year, like running around without a ch- with a chicken with his head cut off. So, I actually like Bates more. But we're going to get everybody out of here like this. And I'll start with you, Calhoun. What do you think the Hawks going to finish? What do you think their ultimate go- destiny going to be this year? Out. I mean, be it hopefully they can get past second round into the championship game, but they don't come out the East. And they don't come out the championship game. If they get past the second round, it'll be good. I think the Hawks are good enough to make it to the finals, and that's what they count. 
Toronto. They play Toronto. They can beat Toronto. They can beat Toronto. But I don't think they're playing Toronto. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say this. As good as I felt about the Hawks last season when we did our podcast for them, this season I feel even much better because last season, after the All-Star break, they was actually on a decline. It seemed like everything, all they had was the great numbers from the first half to carry them over for the whole season. But they actually are peaking at the right time, as they should, leading into the playoffs. And coaching, staff, bench players, starters, everything, shots are falling. You know what I'm saying? Like, everything is is, is looking you know what I'm saying, to work out better hitting towards the player as opposed to last season where the coaching was getting bad, the players' morale, everything was down. So I could see them doing even better than, than they did last season, which would be uh, an appearance in the finals and hopefully a championship. But I definitely feel better now than I did last season. i tell you this. If they play their system, and I think that was a problem last year, we got in the playoffs, and we all was talking. Bud abandoned his system and started playing. Oh, Bud was garbage. People won't admit it, but he was he garbage. He was hot trash. His, his substitution was off. His game plan was off. And then the time we came back, they started playing. They put the reserves in, yeah. played the system, got back in. And he, he was playing high pick and roll the whole time in iso ball. And that's not what he does. Yeah. Yeah. That's not even what this team is built for. So if he plays his system – they can do whatever they want to do. Yeah. But, nah, I don't know. I still think they used to come from. Thank you guys for listening to this man, digitaldaring.com. Make sure to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend. Oh, awesome.